Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast to help other commissioners and everyone out. If you are new to the show, go back and listen to them all. They're pretty evergreen. You can you can do it. Lots of people do. What we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, our own interesting league ideas and settings. There is my phone going off in the middle of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> email us, commissionpod at gmail.com. Let's just get out of the show. <laughs> and I'll silence my phone. Ryan, do you want to read the first question? Yeah, yeah. Let's We're just going to power through that. We're, hey, I'm not editing. It happens. It happens. Deal with no it. Deal. <laughs> this one comes from Nemesis from Orlando. Oh, man. Nemesis. Nice. Let's see. Nemesis says, I tend to think that most best ball leagues draft over the summer and run their due course over the 16 or 17 game NFL season to eventually crown a champion. I know that there are quite a few different options that can be uh, deployed, uh, allowing free agent pickups or not, head-to-head total, uh, head-to-head or total points. But I would bet a lot of the attraction for most participants is, he's got some points here, they can play in more leagues than in previous years, not as much work that comes with a normal full league format with free mm-hmm. agency and starting lineups, um, usually cheaper entry fees, can use uh, best ball drafts for practice or experience. Yes, sure. Uh, I think he's right on all those. I've heard yep. each of those mm-hmm. mentioned as as reasons to play in best ball leagues. He says, with that said, my question is this. Why don't we see more half-season best ball leagues or contests? Uh, a couple of years ago, when I approached my regular league that I commission about adding a best ball league on the side, one of the managers suggested that we should draft and play best ball format for weeks one through eight and then crown a league champion with plus payouts and do it again before week nine, play that league out during weeks nine through 16. Needless to say, this has been an enormous success for our league for these reasons. Uh, and he, he lays those out, which is pretty much what he's already said. Uh, if yeah. you get off to a rough start, you, you get a fresh start in the middle yep. of the season. You're able to overcome injuries. Um, a, a lot of the reasons you might not enjoy redraft uh, are, are kind of, uh, answered by by this format yep. um i i like it uh, this was suggested to me for the um i think it was actually maybe suggested by you scott suggested <laughs> by someone possibly scott fish I, i've, I've uh, definitely done the, these i, I know yeah. people who have done these so it's possible yeah i think this was uh an option for sniper active and, and still is an option for sniper active. Honestly. Oh yeah. That's what it was. I did mention it for sniper active as a possible option. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. I don't know. Haven't, haven't looked at it necessarily, but I like the idea because of all the points that, uh, that nemesis makes here. So yep. you said you've seen this. I don't know if you've oh, done yeah. it yourself. And MFL what? even offers mid season leagues. And there was a site out there that tried to, uh, for a while, uh, Phil, that was their brand, filling mid-season, half-season leagues for the second mm-hmm. half of the season. Is your team out of it? Let's do a second half uh, second half league. And uh, I know Guillotine Leagues does that, where you start on – and if you're out, like you can still join a new one that's only like half a season or whatever. Um, I, had a, I had a format called 500 that – you know, it was a one-timer format on on uh, safe leagues where you could you did the first you, like usually you were done by week seven or eight, and then you do another one for the second half. Um, yes, I absolutely love it. 
Um, my brother actually played in one of these like 20 plus years ago for, for several years where oh, wow. they would uh, redraft their entire, they would, they would play, but it wasn't best ball. They played a regular league. They just did half a season and then half a season. Um, they all got back together mid season and just uh, had a new draft and uh, had hung out and did, did that. Um, it's definitely it's a thing a- out there. It's not super popular though. I, you're right. His question is why don't we see more of them? Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's a good idea. It's cool. I don't know why, honestly, because I, I do like the idea. I mean, I heard, you know, there was a little bit of debate recently um, on Twitter about league format. And I mean, of course, our answer to that here is play whatever league format you like. If you like redraft Absolutely. or dynasty or DFS or best ball or Devi or whatever, you know, they're yeah. all great. They all have their, um, their pros and cons. So right. whatever you like, play that. Um, so I thought the debate was a little silly, but <laughs> yep, you know, ignoring that, one of the pros that I saw mentioned over and over for playing redraft was the draft day and the the draft party and getting together with friends for that is just the best day of the year. And and I yep. totally agree. I mean, I'm yes. I'm in one home league that gets together live in person and does that, and yep, it's yeah, it's, it's just best. a blast. It's my favorite day too. That so if draft. you if even in your, as you kind of hit on there, even in a normal redraft league, if you do that twice, right? If you're do, doing yeah. that on, on Labor Day and then you get together again on, I don't even know when the midpoint of the season is, you know, Halloween or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving is like week to nine or 10. So, okay, it'd be, so yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe, yeah, around, yeah, that maybe around Halloween. <laughs> Right. So if you if you're adding a a second awesome day and event to the league calendar where you're getting together with with your buddies and and even if it's just an online league like like Sniper Active and and like so many leagues are, it's still adding a draft is always going to be a fun thing. Um, So I I love the idea. I don't know why leagues don't do it more often. The only reason really is in fantasy for the most part, we do things the way we've always done them. And, and I mean, over the years, Scott, we both know this, even things that made so much sense um, took a long time to become accepted, right? I mean, PPR scoring took a long time to become accepted. I would argue that Superflex is still not accepted, uh, you know, big picture, of course, by our listeners, it is by fantasy Twitter, it is, but um, you know, the majority of, le- of leagues are not using uh, super flex starting lineups, redraft especially. Um, so it just takes time to to kind of overcome those norms that have been out there for so long. Yeah, that's I. Th- you're right. That's that might be just what it is. It just takes time to for those things. And I don't even know. This feels like something that's always just going to be a little more niche. A little more. Yeah, niche, sure. Whichever. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So week eight this season is Thursday, October 27th. So your final week of the season would finish up right before Halloween. And then you could have a Halloween party and draft for week nine through nine through 16. Sounds perfect to me. Or, or 10 through 17. You, you could make a two week gap there. There's a two week span to figure out a date for a draft right there. Yeah, And, so. that's, and that's obviously even better. I mean, um, 
time and schedule would be one reason something like this wouldn't work. This has me thinking I need to do some half season leagues for safe leagues this year. <laughs> so, you know, you could like fill them in the off season. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's I like it. I like it. You, you've given me, given me thought to actually move forward with some of this. Um, very cool. Uh, who is that from? Did we say? Yeah, that was from Nemesis from Orlando. Nemesis from Orlando. His his birth name, I believe, is Nemesis. That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, next email is from Shannon in New London, Wisconsin. Um, hi, Scott and Ryan. Love your show. Been binging them, but still have a few episodes to go. We love when people binge them. A lot of people do. You should do it too if you're listening and finding us for the first time. Um, are there any features you hope will be added to to this person's favorite platform is MFL, but really this could go for any MFL, any platform. Uh, she or he, I'm not sure with Shannon, it could go either way. Uh, Shannon uh, has listed here designated bench backups. Uh, one of the biggest game changers in fantasy or injuries, but no platform has come up with a way to have a designated black backup, a designated backup. Um, for example, Barkley tears his ACL in the first quarter and is out for the rest of the game. You should have a backup for that. Um, a lot of pl- even MFL has tiebreakers. You can put in players as tiebreakers, but they don't that have was my thought as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought using the tiebreaker option on MFL, since that's what Shannon is referencing here, uh, yeah. that would be the easiest way. This is uh, I always think of Adam Harstad with this rule. I know this is this yep. is one Adam really pushes uh, yep. pretty heavily. My my son and I, um, for his first ever season long fantasy league this hi, last daddy. year. Hey, buddy! Phone calls <laughs> and my four year old. Look at this. Do you want to say hi? Want to say hi. hi to Ryan. There's Ryan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm probably not going to edit that. I'm just going to let's roll it. <laughs> let's um, do it. I uh, lost my train of thought though. Uh, we're talking about bench backups. Oh, my son, my nine-year-old son and I, yes. he played in his first his first like season-long fantasy league last year. And we allowed swaps for any player that scored under 10 points. Oh. Um, which, you know, it was mainly to handle for injuries, but we're like, what if they get injured and they score, you know, 20 points? You know, like right. Yeah. So we allowed swaps any player under 10 points. Maybe the answer is if a player gets injured and he's like he scores under 10 points or something or under five points, you know, like there's probably a limit. Yeah, again, kind of the same answer as as one of the earlier emails. It's just it's just gonna be a, a niche issue uh where most leagues aren't gonna use that rule. Yeah, I, I, it is. That's the problem with like when MFL or really any site wants to, you, you want them to add something. How many users want this? How many will it affect is a big question that always comes into play for them. Uh, next one, multi-owner training in MFL and really any platform that's not Sleeper, right, Ryan? Like I think Sleeper is the only one that has this. As far I as I on, know, they are, yeah. yeah. I play on CBS and I play on, yeah, I play on several platforms, Geeting Leagues. Uh, I played on, I played on uh, Flea Flicker and Fantrax and I haven't played on Flea Flicker in years, but uh, I, I feel like I've, I've only seen multi-owner trading on Sleeper. Absolutely agree with that. I, it, it, I've never actually had one go down. 
in my leagues. Yeah. Um, with me, at least part of them. No, I don't even think I've ever had one go down. Uh, but I've seen them on seen them happen. Yes, I agree. Uh, for those that play double headers, allowing different lineup submissions for each matchup. What do you think of that, you Ryan? You play in double header leagues. I don't, but um, I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I do. Uh, all the kitchen sink leagues are double header. So actually, our uh, Twitter dynasty league is double header. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I I kind of get the you know the reasoning. Um, I I don't know. I don't know that it would be used that often. Uh, that that's honestly. again. It's so and, so few people that they they might not do it. Yeah, I mean, from from an NFL an MFL perspective, or or really any site, you've got to think honestly. What's what's the ROI on this? If we if we spend man hours and and possibly money um, creating this, adding this feature, how many people are even going to use it? How many leagues are going to use yep. it? And I'm not sure the answer is very high on that one. Honestly, the, yeah, we're, not we're thinking many. of this at a business sense and this person's thinking of it as just, that would be a cool feature because they'd want to. Um, I think a lot of times, even in double header leagues, you're probably trying to play your best lineup either way. You're not going super hardcore into this team. I need a lot of high upside and this team. I just need safety. Maybe you do a little bit, but I think most of the time you're just playing your best lineup. You can. I think typically that's, that's the case. And honestly, there's not very many leagues that, that use double headers anyway. So you're already looking at a small percentage. I mean, I, I like the idea. I like the feature. I just yeah. don't know that I, I see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, next one they have is finally start incorporating individual offensive linemen. They could score a percentage of team rushing team receiving as well as negative points for sacks, hits, pressures allowed. I think you can kind of do that on MFL. Can't you? Or am I, I'm not, I'm not sure actually. Now that I think about it, because I think you'd have to do it under maybe like settings for a team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either. I, I've, yeah, I mean, I've seen mention out there I've people seen, playing. I have, and all, I have too in leagues with offensive linemen. I don't know where they're doing that. Yeah. So it's there's got there's got to be some kind of way to incorporate. But um, it's an interesting idea. I'll just throw it out there for people that look into it. See if you can do it on whatever platform to a degree. Because I know, like you, Ryan, I've seen people doing doing offensive linemen or, or offensive line scoring. So it's probably just not common. It's probably you have to you know tweak your settings to figure out how to do it. Um, time to take IDP to the next step. They also say, um, okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's constantly uh, it's constantly out there. You know, it's it's not wavering. It's not really growing huge, but the number of people that play it is growing because mm-hmm. more people are playing fantasy. So it's it's probably getting easier and easier to find an IDP league. Uh, yeah, I need so. to subscribe. Yeah, uh, they go on. I need to subscribe to your newsletter, which I plan to do. Thank you. You should. You absolutely should. I know you have been to the expo before from listening to your podcast. You guys seem to carry a lot of weight. And if you like any of these suggestions, feel free to tell the guys at MFL. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely do go subscribe to the newsletter. Go to commissionpod.com. There's a little subscribe to our newsletter button in there. Um, we just we just put out us uh, just the the other week we put out what was our one of our most recent ones uh 
explaining dispersal drafts was one of our yes. most it was a very a detailed how to what they are etc in case you don't know you hear us talk about dispersals i i went through that in in a newsletter form um we'll get we'll have a lot more coming and uh we have some interesting things coming anyway thank you shannon from new london wisconsin p.s aaron Rodgers is back baby so we can kind of tell when they sent this email <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh next one ryan Yep. Next one is from, oh, we don't know who it's from. Uh, Nelson from Thunder. No. Nelson from the home of the Thunder. Oh, yes. There we go. Oklahoma City. Where's that? Oklahoma City or maybe Thunder Bay. Does Thunder Bay have a Thunder team? That'd be weird if it was the Thunder Bay Thunder. I don't know what Thunder Bay's name team name is, but I'm going with OKC there. Let's see, uh, Nelson from Oklahoma City. We're trying a fun new wait, concept. Wait, wait. Before Nelson, what do you think the Thunder Bay team names are? I don't even know what Thunder Bay is. What is that? It's it's a city uh, uh, in. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm going to blank on. It's Ontario. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> For, I was I was trying to think of the prov- province. Uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's it's right above us here, right above Minnesota. Um, yeah, it looks like the Thunder Bay Thunderhawks and the Thunder Bay Senators are two of their names. They've anyway. got two names? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Two teams, two names, whatever. <laughs> I just looked up Thunder Bay team names on my Google search, and that's what came up quickly. Oh, man. Well, let's go to the question. <laughs> all right, all right. Nelson says, we're trying a fun new concept that I haven't heard mentioned anywhere before in our auction league this year. The concept is called a defense budget. Everyone will have money set aside specifically designed to spend on playing defense against your opponent. What that means is you can spend your money to literally block one player each week from your opponent's lineup from being played, thus resulting mm-hmm. in that player getting zero points. Going up against Derrick Henry, who's playing the Texans, uh, terrible rush defense this week. Spend your money to force your opponent to take a zero on Henry for the week. How the price to block will be determined is based on the league site uh, projections for the week. If the player is the top projected player at his position, it will cost you $20 to block him. Second highest will cost 19 and so on. Uh, it will cost $1 to block the 20th uh, ranked player for the week. Everyone's going to start with a budget of $170, 17 weeks, $10 a week. Sizing deters uh, everyone from just using 20 to block the opponent's top projected guys each week. Uh, okay. Way th- yeah, I have one suggestion while he's right here. It's going to be, it's kind of a decent amount of personal and commission work to do that. You're the fourth ranked player. You're $16 this week kind of thing. No, you should do since players generally are projected for zero to 22, 23, 20 you know, points. Just have it be their projection. They're def- if, if you want to block a player projected for 22.3 points, it's $22.3. I love that. That's so much. That's so much easier than trying to figure out a ranking and then assigning a value to that ranking. You're just blocking out that projection. Well, and that's also accounting for tiers um, where there might be a huge difference between the RB three and the RB four for the. Oh yes. And if you're just separating them by one dollar, yeah, because that's the the 
the predetermined uh, yep. tiering or amount. Yep. Doesn't doesn't matter as much, but it, it it's accounted for in your system. I yeah. I love your idea. Yeah, wherever um, you announce that, it's whatever the pro- projection is at that moment. You know, you put it in the chat or the message board or whatever. He's projected for this much. I'm blocking him for this much of my defense budget. Let's see. Um, Nelson also adds, I weigh the scoring for quarterbacks and uh, DSTs a little heavier than standard leagues. Um, so, so also to deter people from exclusively blocking quarterbacks or defenses on a weekly basis, I'm going to make them cost more to block. Thinking 50% higher than the rest should do the trick. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing with Scott's idea as well. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, on this league idea and what issues do you see arising that we could fix? I honestly think my idea fixes that. Yep. I do as well. <laughs> because if they're, if they score that much more, <laughs> it's just going to cost you that much more. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And uh, I don't really see any issues. Uh, I mean, this kind of feels a little bit like a superpower league. I know. Yes. Um, is it John Bosch that does those? Okay. Yeah. John Bosch has superpower leagues. I think others have probably tried it as well. I would assume, uh, because we all copy each other. So, um, um, yeah, I I like the idea. It adds a fun wrinkle. If the rest of the league is on board, absolutely go for it. Uh, It looks like he says, loves the pod. All we do for the community signed up for SFB. Um, hopefully he gets in. Um, Thank you, Nelson, from the Thunder, from the home of the Thunder. Um, man, I'm loving my Timberwolves right now and my Wild <laughs> and my Twins. Man, what's going on? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> Is that a Correa thing or a Sanchez thing? <laughs> Sanchez. I was not happy yeah. about that trade. <laughs> uh, let's go on to our final question of the episode. Scott and Ryan, thanks for taking the time slash trouble to address the most important port part important blah, blah, blah. I'll get this right Scott and Ryan <laughs> thanks for taking the time slash trouble to address the most important part of every fantasy manager's experience a good commish read dynasty tanking issue I used your method of potential points it's not mine it's it's just a way it's <laughs> it's not ours we we didn't create potential points mm. um I, I suppose using did. using it for draft order, I you know I don't know who first came up with that. Um, instead of win loss records, and added a couple innovations as well. I award the one point oh one to the winner of the consolation bracket. Okay, uh, Ryan does one thirteen. I've seen one hundred one out there. Um, the one hundred two, one hundred three, and one hundred four are awarded to the rest of the consolation bracket by lowest potential points. Makes sense. They probably don't have a good team. Um, if they have the lowest potential points, I also do same champ, same championship bracket folks who don't finish one first, second or third. So setting a crap lineup won't change their draft position unless they do it to get into the cancellation bracket. But to curb that I pay out smaller amounts for each win in last four games of the fantasy regular season. Okay. So he pays, pays weekly. He pays for wins weekly, apparently in this league. That's Mm. interesting. So winning games in those four weeks. Oh, I see what it is. He pays out small amounts of money if you win a game in the final four weeks of the season to deter people from trying to tank. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's interesting. I I don't think I've ever heard or seen of that, Ryan. 
actually paying out money for wins. Like that's six wins a week. So that's like 24 payments. Even if it's like, I don't know, five to 10 bucks for a win, that's money. Even for bad teams, you can make some of your entry back. Yeah. I think it's a a good idea. Um, Interesting. If if you're worried about tanking uh, that that's one way to impact it a little bit. And uh, since he knows his managers play in other leagues, he reminds them of those rules uh, be- the week before those uh, those you win and you get money uh, weeks start. Uh, good for you. That's a good commish right there is, you know, reminding people, trying to remind people of things like that. I do use win-lose records uh, with points for as a tiebreaker to determine the playoff and consolation brackets and the seeding. I get it. Um, 99.9% of leagues do <laughs> mm-hmm. keep up the great advice guidance. Monty N. Uh, here's an idea for how to end a dynasty league. He go he goes on after he signs out, he goes on. The league ends when someone wins a set number of times. Like if someone wins twice, you go back and re- and start up and reset. You can make it three times. That's kind of what an Empire League does. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's a decent rule out there. When when I first when I read that first sentence right there, I was thinking to myself, if a team in a dynasty league wins his fiftieth game, that's the final season. That's an interesting concept. Um, like or a hundredth game. You know, it would it would conceivably take into the fifth year to hit your fiftieth win, right? Like that's an average of 10 wins per year just right. to get there. Um, you could hit it in the fourth year, but that'd be pretty that, – that you'd have to be extremely dominant um, to hit 50 wins in uh, – what would it be, 40, 56 games? <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I like that. I think going back to our earlier conversation that was on last episode and, and really probably over the past few, because I know ending a dynasty league has been, has been a hot topic for us recently. Uh, And we, we kind of concluded that there wasn't a good way. What, what you're talking about with the, I I think we should state it as there's lots of ways, but they all have flaws. (laughs) Like you're never going to make everyone happy. Yeah, and and what you're what you're mentioning there with uh, the fiftieth win or the hundredth win, I mean, if if that's agreed to going into the league, then it's it's totally different. I mean, everybody's still on this on the same playing field. I mean, that's yep. similar to, um, yeah, that's similar to an empire league. But most of our conversation has been, you know, we're we're into this dynasty league for three or five or seven years. Now, how do we, now, yeah. how do we end it? How do yeah, we that's, fairly uh, yep, put a bow on it? That's true. That is true. That's, that is the big, the big thing. I suppose you could, that, that, the cumulative win thing doesn't work as well for that. Tacking on a, all right, you know, we're going to play this out. Like if you're three years in or five, four years in, five years in, and you decide, okay, we're going to keep playing until someone wins twice in a row from this point forward. I think that's fine. I think that's a mm-hmm. fine way to throw that on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the cumulative, you're right, that that's not really something you can throw throw into what we've been talking about is how do you end the leagues you're already in. Nobody talks about how you end a dynasty league that you're just starting up. Nobody wants to. They're so excited for it. I love dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have you, b- before we go have i have you decided you're going to come up and be part of my home league and uh come do the live draft with us in august or september is that, uh, is that... 
Is that decided now? So I, I, I don't remember those conversations, but that sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. It's we do a full day of it. Um, it's a full Saturday at my house. Actually, I think it might have been Sunday last year. I don't know. It's a full day though. Lots of lots of uh, waffle eating and beer drinking and uh, um, burger making and hot dog making and um, nice pan, like pan, stuff like that. But what we we go we literally go all day. We have waffles for breakfast. That we make the waffles outside on a griddle. Um, oh, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm in. Yes. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> all right. And that's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure to give us a five star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Tell your friends, tell your league mates, tell your commissioners about our show. Just tell everyone. If you're walking down the street and you're like, dude, do you are you in a fantasy league? You should listen to the show. Just do it. Just I would love to know the reaction. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, Ryan MC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.